0: what is up guys this is the people's podcast back for episode four in 2020 i'm your host mitch i'm here with my co-host chris How's it going, Chris?
1: It is going well, Mitch. Thank you for uh, introducing me there. I uh, want to start off by saying Happy New Year to uh, everybody listening. Uh, We're jumping Mm -hmm. into the new year in 2020. It's crazy to to think about that, but um, yeah, that is where we're at. So uh, let's get it rolling.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that it's 2020. Like, I was really signing into the and I really wrote 1719. And I didn't realize it was one seven twenty. Then I looked at the three people before me, and all of them said one seven nineteen. That's I was like, anybody realizes that it's twenty twenty right
1: now. It takes um, that first month to like get adjusted to writing the date correctly. Usually,
0: yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So um, we've been off our game for a couple weeks now. We've missed on um, every Tuesday that we talked about, and it's because it's been crazy. Chris and I are in retail sales and the end of the year, especially December, anywhere from Black Friday all the way to, what, January 1. um, It's crazy. It's crazy. It's long hours. And, you know, a lot of you, a lot of you are probably going through that as well. So we definitely apologize for missing on those dates, you know, every Tuesday, like I said, but we made sure we got around to it uh, in and. released one today so i'm glad we're back on our game
1: yeah it also helps that i finally got internet and have a house as well that won't get broken into but we'll skip on that
0: (laughs) (laughs) so for everyone out there so chris moves in how like how far how how long after you moved in did your house get broken into Uh, about
1: four days yeah lasted a whole three and a half days (laughs)
0: So four days later, I don't even mean to laugh.
1: It's kinda comical. It's kinda it's kinda you know, you look at it and it's like unbelievable. I
0: I think it's amazing that you want to do spring cleaning and someone just cleaned you out.
1: Well, it's funny because the last episode we did was all about overcoming obstacles. And it seems like since we did that episode, I've just been getting slammed with obstacles. <laughs> hey, at
0: least you bought a
1: Tesla. Yeah, yeah, hey, that's awesome news. I'm definitely excited about that. Uh Finally got a car since I've uh, been just driving my motorcycle for the past four months in about 35 degree weather, so I'm excited to have... uh a heater again, um, and uh, you know, be inside a car. So that's always good. But uh, yeah, the Tesla is definitely awesome. I'm super pumped about that.
0: Yeah, you only struck out of 22 dealerships.
1: <laughs> Finally got the one dealership that you literally never have to talk to a person because you just order the car online. So great, great customer service there.
0: I think that's a good point that I want to bring up. That is that. it's amazing to me how you went to all of these dealerships, dealt with all of these people, tried to buy a car several times, and had such poor experience that you bought from, let's be serious, a computer.
1: Yeah. No, but that
0: yeah. Shows, it, like, it shows how important customer services like you didn't like go into these dealerships wanting to look around like you went into these dealerships in full intention to buying
1: well yeah most of them i had already picked out a vehicle before i got there and was like specifically going to go buy that car or that truck whatever it was
0: right so at the end of the day let's be serious that salesperson just has to like get out of the way did we
1: even did we even i don't forget did we talk about the last one at all? On one of these? The one I was on the phone with you? But <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've talked about that one at all.
0: Well, let me, let me explain this from being 400 miles away <laughs> in the speaker of my car. So this is what I hear. Chris is in a dealership, I mean, five minutes from purchasing this truck, and all I hear is... Yeah, could you just like get out, like sit outside the here somewhere? I have other customers that I need to bring in here to do the the paperwork. Could you And then I hear you say, well, "Yeah, I mean, I was just reading over this, you know, giant contract, you know, I'm signing, you know, I'm signing off on like a, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. I just want to read over this before I go ahead and sign them. And she's like, "Yeah, you know, I get it, but like you just sit outside of the, the room. With other customers and I'm literally in the car like, <laughs> there's no way this is happening right now. <laughs> like,
1: I couldn't believe it either. I literally was like, you've gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> right,
0: and, and you even said, well no no, I gotta get that. Like, I was just, just wanting to read over this real quick if like, if you don't mind. She's like, No, I get it, but I need you getting outside of the room, like, because I have other customers I need to take care of.
1: Well, she said, she said, I get that you want to read the contract, but you're just taking too long. Like, first
0: (laughs) off, the contract is, like, 40 pages long.
1: Which she, like, didn't go over with me at all. She just handed me the packet and said, please sign wherever I highlighted. So I'm going to take my time to read it. And according to her, I was taking too long to read a contract that was going to be a $40,000 contract, so... I thought I wanted to, you know, take my time and make sure I knew what I was saying, but no, <laughs> according to it. her, she had other customers that I was actually holding up. Um, so yeah, that, uh, escalated extremely quickly. Um, it did. and I got up and told her to go fuck herself and that I'll shred yep, the papers myself. So.
0: And, and then you have the managers trying to stop it. Like, Hey, what can I help you with? If, like, please, like honestly. You're still on the phone I, this
1: whole time too, which is hilarious, but.
0: I enjoyed, like, I liked that your sales guy was trying to keep it, you know, like he was kind of trying to, like, keep you in the store and keep the sale, but honestly, he started to piss me off too. I'll
1: tell you what pissed me off with him, you know, I, I appreciated the whole s- transaction I had with him, but what pissed me off is after I was trying to leave because of the bad transaction I had with the finance manager, um, he wouldn't shake my hand. And I get it, if he shook my hand, he'd understood that that job was done or that that deal was over but i twice put my hand out to shake his hand and said hey it's not happening today i uh, appreciate what you did for me though but she just cost you the sale and he wouldn't shake my hand so he really did start to piss me off with that um as well but you
0: should have tapped him on the forehead <laughs> <laughs> oh man But I guess the whole point of it is is that it's wild that you buy from a computer that has damn near no interaction with you at all besides, here's what you get, pay me this much money, and then this is what you owe me every month, submit.
1: Yeah. And I'll tell you, when I picked up the car, too, they actually did give me, I'd had human interaction, and I actually had like insanely good customer service, like the guy... I could walk near the door and he'd like sprint to it and try to open it for me. And I was like, I'm not even not, not going outside We're we're good. (laughs) (laughs) But I swear if I even looked at that door, he was opening it. So he's uh, like, don't you dare look at that door.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good stuff, dude. So, um, the biggest thing that I wanted to go over on today's podcast is I think what a lot of people are thinking and that is how am I going to make 2020 more successful than 2019? And, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about it. You know, I feel like every year passed by and the only thing I could think of was what New Year's Eve party am i going to go to. <laughs> you know, like you don't think about, okay, it's a new year, new decade for that matter.
1: I'll tell you what. New Year's Eve is the most overrated holiday ever because you always have these like crazy plans that this is going to be, like, the best night ever. And I would say 9.9 times out of 10. It's just, like, a huge letdown. So I'm totally fine with not doing that anymore.
0: (laughs) You at least stayed in the house on New Year's Eve and went to bed at 9.30. You're like, dude, you're such a fucking (laughs)
1: I'm not going to (laughs) comment on that one.
0: (laughs) But, you know, you're right, though. It wasn't, like that giant ordeal that you assume that it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so what are we going to do different in 2020? What are goals in 2020? So what about you, Chris? What are some, maybe one or two personal and professional goals that you would like to accomplish in
1: 2020? Well, I think first it's extremely important to, uh, Make the statement that you can't succeed or be successful without setting goals. Um, and to our, you know, well-being, we typically set very high goals, uh, for the purpose of even if you don't hit your goal, you're still gonna be far, uh, far above where you would normally be. Uh, but in the fact that you do hit your goals, that's incredible. But you can't be successful without first setting goals. So um, you have to have a plan and have a have a goal to hit in order to even have a even have a, a path or or know which direction you're going to go in. So um, we typically like to you know set goals for per personally, professionally, and financially. Um, so my three uh, big ones. So personally, uh, like we've always said, we're big fans of Andy Priscilla and the. MF CEO and now his new podcast. Uh, my, my big personal one is, you know, living the ideals of the 75 Hard Challenge. Not quite following strictly to it, um, but just really doing those things on a consistent basis to, to build the habits to be successful, um, to build that energy and, and just mental toughness that 75 Hard from Andy Priscilla is, uh, designed to do. Professionally, um, I really want to, Get involved with this leadership program that I've been told is going to uh, come into fruition um, within my company now and be a big part of that and possibly use that to get not only my employees promoted, um, but again, to get myself promoted uh, to the district manager level um, as I'm always trying to grow and, and influence more people at a higher level. So that's definitely my professional goal. Obviously, that first comes with getting my own people promoted. And building a good culture in my own location, and then financially, uh, yeah, I just bought a Tesla, so that's a huge, uh, you know, amount of money to take on. So I would love to clear out all of my other expenses and debts, so that literally the only payment I have is my rent and my, uh, you know, my car and my insurance. So those are the only like monthly payments that I'm making, and everything else would just be uh, me saving up to then, you know, maybe invest or just be smarter with my money. Um, be able to be in a position to make smart financial decisions. So that's really my, my three big goals for, for 2020. How about you? How about you, Mitch? What do you, you got for yeah. us?
0: Um,
1: <sighs> or I guess, what do you think about those? What where, where do you think? You know me pretty well. But so. I like
0: a lot. I, I like the... Um I think your financial goal should be to buy another Tesla.
1: <laughs> Eventually, the idea, once the Tesla taxi comes out, is to have a fleet of Teslas. So oh, I can just yeah. release them into the wild and have them make me money without me even having to drive with the autopilot that they have. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, so
0: what I like is something that I don't hear very often that was really new to me, and that is... Like getting your people promoted first. You know, like a lot of times people's professional goal is to get promoted themselves, which makes sense. Like it's rightfully so. I get, I get why they think that. Um, in order for that to help them personally, they probably assume and financially as well, because generally when you get promoted, you make more money. Um, but I like what you said. You know, I like getting the team promoted because as you move up, And as you get layers below you, you start, you start getting judged on how well you develop your people. You start getting judged and graded on how well do you have somebody ready to take your spot. And it's not so much about you as it is to how incredible is your team. It's almost like if somebody came to your store, for instance, you, Chris, they came to your store and they said, all right, I'm going to promote you on how well I like your team and how developed your team is. And then they went one by one throughout your entire team and they graded your team. And then depending on what grade you got by your team is whether or not you got promoted. You know, like, that's kind of how I look at it now. It's like, if, if somebody came into my district and they said, all right, Mitch, I'm going to promote you only if I go to all of your stores, meet and talk to all of your store managers and think that all of them can be DMs right now. If that was the case, you know, you would probably spend a heavy, heavy amount of your time making for certain that your people are ready to get promoted. Absolutely. And I I think that's exactly what you said. You said, I'm going to get my team promoted, and then I'm going to head out the door. But here's the thing. As soon as your team gets promoted, someone will come and find you to get you promoted. Because people talk. Like if five people or three people out of Lithonia, the store that you're at, Chris, for for everybody listening – (laughs) If three people get promoted out there, your assistant managers become general managers. People know that. They know exactly where they're getting promoted out of. That's just like Chad at St. Augustine. When we were at our last job, we had a manager named Chad. And I swear, if you went into his store, you were getting promoted. It was crazy.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone has promoted more people than Chad. And for some reason, he's still in the same spot. So I guess someone doesn't like him very much or something. Yeah, but Um, yeah,
0: it's that. Like, you know, also being stuck down to one particular spot and not being able to move. That's That's
1: true. Yeah, mobility is a huge factor into that as well.
0: But with that being said, he's known. Chad is known throughout Florida, probably a damn near the country, because everyone that goes there gets promoted.
1: Yeah, I remember when I first started at that company and that store, and every single person, I think besides two people, and we had about 10 to 15 employees in that store at the time, uh, every single person except for two has been promoted um, from the position that they were at when I started there. And that doesn't include all the new people since I haven't been there either.
0: That's incredible, though. Yeah. And there's been even more people promoted, yeah, since you've been there. There's been <laughs> even more, yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, that shows if you are, yeah, obviously being able to be, you know, able to relocate is great, too, but promoting your people gets you on the the board to be promoted. It's not really about what you do. So, I love that. That's that, You know, that's what you said. And, I mean, that goes into my goals, right? So, my personal goal is um, –
1: you're going to grow uh, more hair, right? <laughs> that,
0: that day's everywhere. <laughs> I've accepted my egghead a long time <laughs> uh, But, I mean, Kalisha, she lies to me. She says it looks good. So
1: pretty,
0: I yeah. tell her. I was like, please continue to lie as much as you can.
1: Kalisha's is pretty awesome, so good luck.
0: It is awesome. Um, but anyways... So, personal goal probably going to be along the the health side, staying healthy, going to the gym, continue going to the gym. Shout out to Jared Linton if you're listening. Jared is my my uh, workout partner. That <laughs> like one day I missed I missed the gym. I didn't go. And he texts me, he's like, don't be falling off the wagon on me. Like, I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to come get you. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: good to have. A lot of people have that issue, so it's good to have someone like that. yeah, it's
0: amazing to have Jared, yeah, yeah, for sure. But anyways, professional goal would be just what you said, Chris. Getting my team promoted, I have one, two, three, four out of my eight that are actively – looking, searching, thinking about getting into new positions in 2020. And I want to make sure that they get there. And as soon as they get there, you know, it's like, you know, I I feel like I can go to the next level. But what I was going to say is when you get into an interview, I don't feel like there's like, I feel like all of my interviews I've been in, I have used for examples, all the promotions that I've been able to, you know, help out in some way. It's like a lot of people want to put themselves first when it comes to getting promoted, but then you get in an interview and the interviewer, is that right? Interviewer, interviewee, interviewer is the person interviewing, right?
1: Yeah. And you're the interviewee.
0: Yeah. So the interviewer always says something along the lines of, Tell me some people you developed. Tell me some people that you got promoted. Tell me some people that wanted to be here and now they're there. You know, like they want all these different um, examples of how you made people better. You know, and I think that what people don't understand is that if you get your people promoted, those interviews are going to be fantastic. Oh, well, here, let me give you three or four people that were once here and now they're there. And these are the things that I did. You know, so it's like, I really want to make sure that I get my people promoted first. And then, I mean, I'd love to say that by the end of 2020, I'd love to be a director, you know? But I mean, at the end of the day, that's going to come down to whether or not I get my team to the next level, you know? And if I get my team to the next level, I don't think there's any problem in the world that I'll be a director. If I don't get my team to the next level... I'm going to wait another year and, and, and keep doing my thing and trying to get them there, you know?
1: So, so. And there's nothing wrong with that either. And I think something that you kind of – we were talking about, your conversation you had with someone else, um, sometimes it's really, really good to go into a position or a location and exceed the numbers that were there before. Um, so you're, you're improving performance for yourself. Um, but when it comes to really being successful – Sometimes you need to be there for you know a year, two years, three years, and actually be able to improve the numbers from what you did, uh, because not only are you showing that you're still successful, um, but you're showing that you're able to adapt and uh, figure out ways to be better than yourself. Um, and uh, to me, that's a huge difference between someone who's actually successful and someone who is just kind of getting by or, or sliding by.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, yeah, I would definitely agree
1: with that. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, when you're competing against yourself as compared to competing against other people, uh, you get a lot more support. And I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but there's, there's a story about a guy named Ben Cumming who, uh, he was a runner and he lost every single race that he ever ran in. And he continued to run. Um, ben had cerebral palsy. And for people who don't understand what that is, it's, you know, your motor functions don't correctly work. Your muscles lock up. And Ben would take about 10 steps in his race and fall to the ground. He would get back up, take another 10 steps in his race, fall to the ground again, um, all the way to the end of the race. And in his races, he would just get absolutely smoked by every other person because, Um, unlike Ben, they didn't have cerebral palsy, so, uh, they were able to, you know, finish the race on normal without having to fall every 10 steps. And you could see it in his face how frustrated Ben would get. Uh, but the cool thing is, uh, and, you know, most people say, well, you know, it's the story of, you know, if you, if you fall down, get back up, or if you get knocked down, fall back up, or get back up, or, you know, persevere through the toughness, through the tough times, and you'll be fine. Um, but the real, the real moral of this story is that, Ben, you know, halfway through his race, everyone else would be done. Um, and the difference between Ben and most people is that every other competitor would run back to where Ben was and then finish the race with him Uh, because Ben wasn't competing against his competitors. Ben was competing against himself. He was constantly trying to be better than himself than his previous self and, and how he scored or the time that he ran before. So Ben was always trying to beat himself, and he got so frustrated in the fact that he couldn't run like everybody else, but he was continuously coming back and trying to be better than himself, which is why every single race he ran, the entire competition would come back and finish the race with him because when you compete against yourself, people are so much more inclined to want to support you and back you. Um, and that goes into a business application too. You know, why should people buy from you or why should people come to your business? Uh, the answer should always be uh, or should never be should never be because we're better than the other competition or because the, the competition is bad at this. The answer should always be because I can guarantee you that we're better than we were six months ago and I can guarantee you we're going to be even better six months from now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I absolutely love that, you know, but I think, you know, and along with that, I guess I would say it's easy or easier to go into a new situation and let's say that you may be a person that's more talented or more inclined to be successful in that role. You're going to beat the previous person that you took over for, but to find new ways and new philosophies and new strategies to beat yourself previously is a completely different monster. You know, like you can go into, you know, for example, you know, you Chris, you can go into a place and because of your talent and your abilities, you're able to turn it around pretty quick. Right. But to go the next year and then face yourself it takes a lot more to accomplish that. You know, everyone grades themselves on year over year. It's every business, every person grades themselves on year over year. It's like, what's your year over year? Oh, you did this last year. Let's see if we can do this this year. That's the that's the way that the majority of anybody that's listening as well as myself and Chris, that's how your target and your goal is made every month. It's by grading, you know, not only an average or a trend, but your year over year as well. So, To beat someone else's performance is great. But to beat someone else's performance and then beat your performance that beat theirs is even greater. You know, and it shows that you continue to adapt. It shows you continue to learn. It shows you continue to get better. And it's not just like, here I am, this is all I have. It's just, here I am and I'm gonna get better every single year. And I think that's something that is extremely difficult but if you're able to accomplish it, that's what makes you great. And that's why a lot of companies keep people in positions for two or three years because, yeah, some of them just want them to stay in positions. I get that. But a lot of performance based companies want people in, in a position for two years because they want to see, okay, you beat this guy, but, or this girl, but did you beat yourself? Right. You know.
1: You find your strategies, you adapt to, you know, whatever it was mm-hmm. to be better than yourself. That's the big. That's the big yeah. challenge. That, that is the real measure of success right there.
0: Yeah. And so that's personal and professional. I think the last thing is uh, financial goals. And that's just, um, you know, building kind of an empire. You know, and I always say empire because, you know, I pray one day or I'm going to work for one day. That that That's what I have. But, uh, you know, it's just trying to build the dream I have of my life. Right. And my family's life and what I want for all of us, you know, it's kind of like building that. So I hope that 2020 is the beginning of a, you know, new era, new decade where, you know, the last decade was just what you said, Chris, getting out of debt, getting out of, you know, um, not spending all of your money paying off credit cards or paying off this or that, you know, it's actually accumulating wealth which is something that's very, very difficult. And it's something that, um, has been present you know, in my life, you know, that, you know, ever. Right. So it's nice being in a situation where, Hey, you knock this out now, let's trying to build. Right. So that's gonna be my, that's gonna be my financial goal though. I think we got some good goals. I think we have a lot of good goals, but what I like the most about this is that none of our goals will happen Unless our team goals are successful,
1: yeah, it's all based around the success of our employees and our our team. What'd you say? I said it's literally all based around our the success of our employees and our team. It was measurement of how successful we are. I think the cool thing, kind of, and going on a little bit of another tangent, but um, you know, we used to talk about all the time, like when we were when we were reps and we were salesmen, that you know, the coolest thing about our job was our commission check, right? You know, when we got that big commission check, that was, like, incredible. Now, uh, it's so different because, yeah, it's still nice to get a big commission check, but the coolest thing to us is, and we've talked about this a couple times, is when we help someone get, uh, you know, the confidence in themselves or the knowledge in how to go into an interview, and then they go into that interview and they absolutely crush that interview, and then the best part about it is when you get that text message, hey, man, I got the job. To me, and I'm sure to you too, like now at this point in our careers and our lives, like that feeling of, wow, I helped that person succeed and and give a new opportunity to them is 10,000 fold better than that big commission check that we used to, you know, chase after or think was the best thing in the world. Um, You know, getting that text message or helping someone succeed and, and get promoted or, you know, better themselves, develop themselves as a person professionally personally and financially, is, like, that's that's the real goal of this, uh, you know, as our uh, of our careers, really. And that's how yeah, we're going to get to our goals.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, it was October of <laughs> 2019. gotta like remember it was 2019. And on the same day, I'll never forget this, on the same day, I received... The largest paycheck I've ever received. And I also got a text message from a store manager of mine that said, I have been here for six years and I have never made more money than I have made on this last check. And it was almost like my commission check, I literally forgot about. In my whole life, I've always been focused on like, oh, let's get the biggest commission check, biggest commission check, just like you said, just like you said, focus on your own commission check. But that commission check of mine, I literally forgot about instantly when I got that text message because I was like, like I've, I i don't know if I've ever felt more successful in my career than getting a message like that, you know, or for instance, you know, working with you for a long time and then you getting the GM job here and then getting a massive check that you talked about, you know, that we talked about, um, you know, this month, like those things are just the most amazing thing to me. The fact that I remember when I was an assistant manager and you were a sales rep and then now we're sitting here and I'm a DM and you're a GM and you're, crushing it and you know my district's doing really well and it's just it's a pretty amazing thing you know you really start to prioritize and realize what means something to you when you get something that you've wanted your whole life and it's nothing compared to seeing that the people that mean the most to you get what they wanted their whole
1: lives yeah for sure absolutely i mean that's like that's the goal that's yeah. the goal yeah, I think absolutely. That's, that's what really separates, uh, again, we, I know we constantly say this, but that's really what separates a manager from a leader. When you become that person who is so gung-ho and so driven to make other people successful, um, that's when you really start excelling and, and going to that next level. And, um, and really any successful business or company, um, if they're not led by people like that, they're going to fail
0: yeah yeah I think if you're one of those people out there right now like like I was and I, I, I don't want to talk for you Chris, but I feel like probably how you were too if you're one of those people out there right now that only cares about your money, I can assure you and I can be a product of it as well as you Chris that as soon as you start changing your thought process on instead of me and my and I. You know, that's why in my district, that's what I told you that, Chris. In my district, I told everyone, you are no longer allowed in any of your meetings or any time I ever hear of. You are never allowed to use I or my or me. You can't use any of that at all. It's our team, us. The team, Or you can say my, but it better be my team. Either way, when you get out of that mentality that everything's based around you and you start getting the mentality that the world is actually revolving around everyone and not just yourself. You'll be surprised what happens to your livelihood, your financial status, your personal status. You'll be surprised what happens to your entire life when you start thinking about others. And it's kind of crazy to like really sit here and think about this, that... When your focus is on other people, like your life actually gives the reward.
1: Yeah, dude, it's it's funny because ever since you told me about that story and and changing that one little thing, I feel so stupid every time I heard myself saying "I" or "me" or "my." Like I'm like, dude, you sound like such a little bitch, like. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like man i need to change that so it's literally been like such a a big part of what i do now it's like literally saying you know we us like little little small things like that but it goes a long way like like uh you know i was talking to one of my assistant managers uh a day or two ago and and i came to the store at this new location and she said uh you know, you said we're going to we're going to focus on the little things and you know, she thought it was so cliché that I was saying that we're going to focus on the little things before we can do the big things. And then she started to see like how important and how crucial it is to be, you know, focused on those little things because of the fact that focusing on the little things builds habits. And when you have those correct habits, then you can go and be successful in the big things. But you can't do that in the reverse order. It doesn't happen. And the little things are saying we Uh, building that team culture around us and not saying me or I or it's it's because of me that's some bullshit it's never because of you if you think it's because of you you need to quit your job right now and give someone else the opportunity to run a team
0: yeah absolutely I mean well I mean at the end of the day Chris like the the little things are like your foundation. It's like the fundamentals of your business. like if you don't do the small things, that's like that's like building a giant mansion with no foundation at all. You know like you can't you just can't do those other things. and it, trust me, my team I'm sure looked at me like, what the hell like I can't say I, my or me. But those are the same people that suddenly have freakish success and have their teams going above and beyond for them because it's now a team. You know, they, they, they went from, you know, a leader leading from the back to a leader leading from the front. You know, they went from that leadership to servant leadership. You know, they went from just an intelligent person to an emotional intelligent person. You know, they just, they did all those little things that have such a dramatic change. And I mean, honestly, that's why... I mean, I can confidently say that's why you've been, you personally have been so successful in your career is that you've been able to, at a very young age, think like somebody who's been in the, been in your career a lot, you know, a lot longer. Like, there's a lot of people that have been in your same position for 10 or 15 years that don't think the way that you think, you know, but it's like, You being able to step back and be like, all right, I'm Chris. I'm the team at this store. What can I do for you? Not what can you do for me, but what can I do for you? Ultimately, your team gets so bought in that they have a leader that actually cares about who they are. Not just who they are as an employee or as an employee ID number, but who they are actually as a person. What actually affects them on a daily basis. What goes on in their household. Like, you being that person is why you've seen such a freak change at your store so quickly. You know, like, Rich Ballot said on our town hall today, and you were obviously on it, Chris. This is for our listeners. It's
1: a big shout-out right there.
0: Yeah, Rich. Rich is a... I mean, someone that's so successful and, like, freakishly, like, literally freakishly wealthy... Um, he's so down to earth, you know, and, and, and when he said, it's not your work-life balance, it's your work-life integration. And I've heard Jeff Bezos say work-life synergy. It's so true. As soon as you start taking care of people on a personal side and caring about their home life and helping their personal issues, um, you'd be surprised at what it does to their professional life because it's not like people just live this nightmare life and then they get ready to go into work and then all their problems stop. Like they continue. So if you can not only help them out personally and care about them personally, and then also give them a professional environment, that's an incredible environment. When you start affecting their lives, you'd be surprised what you get from them. And I think that's why you've seen so much success from your sales reps because your sales reps know that you genuinely care about not when they're inside the building, but when they're outside of
1: it. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, I think uh, we got about 40 minutes of this on here. So I think we can wow. probably wrap it up now, but um, I think, 40. I think, uh, you know, we can both talk about some takeaways. We, you guys have got our goals Um, I think if you haven't already set your goals for the year of 2020, I think this is a big year to start, um, and, and be consistent with your goals and set realistic, but also stretch goals so that, you know, when you do hit your goals, you're still, you're still, uh, you know, it's because of the fact that you went, you went above and beyond. It's not because it was a, a basic goal and, and just barely got it. So, um, do that and then, and then sit down with your employees and sit down with your people and, have those conversations with them as well so you know as their leader what they're trying to accomplish and then make that your number 1 priority uh to help them accomplish that or make it as easy as possible to accomplish that and that's how you're going to build a winning a winning team um because they're so bought in and and you're going to be there uh you know to help them like you said in their daily lives and build that work life integration or or work life synergy and not work life balance because to me work-life balance is just bullshit there's no fucking way you can you can just come to the door and forget all the things that are stressing you out especially for some people who have things that make it to the point where you can't even like think about work uh when your family is you know suffering or doesn't have the basic necessities of life so um there's no way you're gonna just be a whole new person and be happy and and be able to come to work without that uh so again just to reiterate how important it is to have that work-life integration or work-life synergy and not that work-life balance um but uh yeah so set your goals high too don't don't fall short make sure your goals are uh almost unobtainable uh because when you do obtain them it's going to feel so incredible that you did and you're going to have to go through hell to do it. Um, but that's how things feel good is when you actually, you know, have to work hard. When you work hard, you actually feel you actually did something. Um, and then too, if they're high and they're unobtainable, um, even if you don't hit them, you know, unlike a goal that's super low, even if you don't hit them, you're still far above where you started off. So, um, make sure that those goals are, are, are highly set and you're, you're ready to take action and go after them. But, uh, What's your, uh, what's your takeaway, Mitch? Oh, and let me add one more thing. Um, going back to that Ben Cummings story. Um, stop competing against other people and start competing against yourself. When you start promising people you're going to be better than yourself, that is when you become unstoppable, successful, and your business is going to grow without a doubt. So what you got for yeah. me, Mitch?
0: I think for 2020, the biggest thing is just start taking some risks. You know, being comfortable a little bit, you know, start, start looking outside the box. You,
1: you say know, be uncomfortable?
0: You, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Be uncomfortable, or be comfortable being uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, getting in some situations that, you know, you wouldn't normally feel very comfortable in. And, and, and even if you fail, you know, I think failing is something that's perceived as a negative and it's really not. You know, I don't think there's any successful person. In the world that hasn't failed miserably at some point took those lessons they learned and it is the reason why they propelled to a different level that other people, you know, aren't at. And I think it's because they didn't just feel sorry for themselves or feel as a victim, but they took that failure and they were like, you know what? I'm going to make sure this doesn't happen again, but I'm going to take these learning lessons and I'm going to get to here now by, by learning this or so I know what not to do now. Um, but I think the biggest thing for 2020 is really. Go for those stretch goals, like you said. You know, I <laughs> I say as I get older, like I'm like seventy five years old, I'm twenty eight, <laughs> but you know, like as I get older, I start noticing that like time does go by, and there are more and more times where you're like, I wish I would have done that, or I wish I would have done that, or I wish I would have done, done that differently. You know what? Like try those things. Like if you haven't tried something, like go after. If you haven't been successful in the gym, then wake your ass up and get to the fucking gym, you know? If you haven't been successful in your career, then go after those goals, try to take on that top person. Even if you fail, like, at least be able to go home and sit on the couch and know that you tried. That's my biggest thing for 2020 is that when you go home, when you're in the bathroom and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and it's just you, be able to look at yourself and be able to tell yourself that, like, I tried. Like, it's not like I didn't take the shot. I, I took the shot and missed, but I took the shot. Like, that's going to be my 2020 like, biggest thing is, like, take those shots, even if you know you are almost guaranteed to miss them. Take the shots. Because it's not so much about whether you make them or not. It's more or less about what you learn from it. How's that?
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. I like it, Mitch. Um, We are going to try to get back to our Tuesday on Tuesday podcast here. Uh, Again, we apologize for missing the last couple ones. It has been crazy, but... um, we're going to get back to those, those Tuesdays at 10, 10 a.m. So, uh, for those who are still listen or want to jump, start listening again, we ask you find a friend and, uh, follow us on the People's Project podcast
0: on Podbean as well as iTunes
1: now. Yeah. We're actually exciting news. We're actually on iTunes and I believe we're getting on to the uh, Google Play Store as well. So, or, um, whatever the Android users use these days, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Check <laughs> this out. We uh we're gonna have some fun with this. So we're gonna keep it going.